Someone say partnering with God. You see, God is a good God. God rules in the affairs of men. And there will always be that challenge in your walk with God. You, in your walk with God, things may not go like the way you expect it to go. Number one, I said that the enemy's weapons are always with our thoughts. Our thoughts. It says the enemy always, his weapon fashioned against our thoughts. The way we think, the way we process things. The enemy always attacks our thought process. He attacks what? Our thought process. In other words, if the enemy can get you to think negatively, look down upon yourself. I've come to know in life that the most beautiful of ladies have emotional problems. Yes, the more beautiful a lady is, the more emotionally broken she is. I don't know why. The more beautiful a lady is who has everything, the more they have baggages that they can overcome. Because the devil will never let you feel good and look good about your own self. He will never let you feel good about your own self. The enemy always attacks you. In fact, the more intelligent a person is, Oh, usually they are very weird because they are intelligent but they lack social skills. How come it, it was so? It was because the enemy keeps whispering into your ears. You are not good enough. You are not. You are not loved by people. And if the devil can get you into that space, it becomes a stronghold on your life and it breaks you. It breaks you. So you date one, one stupid boy, he, he messes with you up. You date another confused guy, he messes you up. And all of a sudden you think all men are equal. Yesterday I was doing counseling for a couple. And the lady said to me, we were talking about their sexual life. And the lady said to me that, I mean, pastor, how do you wear these beautiful nighties that are very tempting? And then a man would say, why are you wearing this? Are you a prostitute? And so I looked at the guy and said, is it you who said it? The guy said, me, no, I've never said that. Me, I can never say, ah, oh, pastor, that's what I like. I said, you are using a bad experience. I asked him, is it he who said it? He said, no. I said, but you are using the past experience to limit what you could enjoy with this one. And this guy is paying the price of somebody else's and all of us in life we allow people to 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 get into our heart and into our spirit and they control the next levels of our life they control the narrative of our lives in other words they control the story of our life that i used to be a happy person until this person came into my life listen to me child of god paul said it was good that i was afflicted you must come into the point where you look at the bad experience and you say thank god for this bad experience because by this i made a new decision and i moved to my next level most of the time the challenge of the church is our inability to differentiate the enemy's weapons and God's promise. We can't differentiate it. We forget, sir, that, that, that this thing came against me because the devil wants me to doubt God. He wants you to doubt my core competence. I am not able. Based on this past experience, I am not deserving of a good marriage. Based on these abortions, I cannot have a child. Hey, 
Even if the doctor has cut your fallopian tube and you believe in God's word and you stand on the promises of God, he may delay, but if you would not say no, God will never say no. Hallelujah, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. And that is the problem of the church. See, the enemy will always cause us to question our understanding of the process of faith. And I said to you that faith is a process. You see, but I speak over your life. That every limitation the enemy has placed on your life, there shall be a turnaround for you. Praise the Lord. You see, when the enemy comes against you, by the limitations of your mind, what actually happens is that it is there designed to prevent you from becoming a success. Number one. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's designed what? Well, to, to prevent you from doing what? Well. And it is designed so that, so that this limitation should cause you to stand still and not go forward. And there are many of us, even in ministry, as pastors, there are many of us that they've spoken to our ears that we no more want to be a success. You are not good enough. You, you, you are rebellious. When you are driven, they say you are rebellious. And sometimes if you are not careful and you fall into the wrongs of a, a bad man of God, you are dead though. For many, many years, they'll tell you, oh pray. I used to hear that every time. Oh pray, oh pray, oh pray. The same attempt you want to do. They say you, you are rushing. Yes, thank you. You are rushing. Yet another person will get there and they will encourage the person to go. Hear me, in this life, if you want to be loved, accepted by all men, you will never go anywhere. Listen to me, I said what? You will never go anywhere. I learned it the hard way. That if everybody, if you must please everybody in this life, that everything must be together before you go forward, you will not go anywhere. One more time, let me repeat. If you wait in this life, waiting that everything will be okay before you go forward, you will not go anywhere. The scripture says, put it on the screen, if you observe the wind, you will not sow. Listen to me, people of God. When we started the service, Today, there are a few people in the room. Now look, why? If I said that there are not a lot of people, so I'm going home. The people would have come, but would have been absent. Hear me, child of God. Every prophecy concerns your life. God said this year, it's a year of Amplify. And except you understand that if you put in the effort, God will amplify your effort. You will not go anywhere. You will go through the year and nothing will happen. But you can start your own company this year. You can marry this year. You can be favored this year. You can go for it this year. One of my daughters in this church uh, was dating a guy and, and it did not work. It did not work. It, it was a very messy relationship. It did not work. I told her to walk away. She said, eh, but this is my age with this thing. Nye, 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 uh, who will love me? I said, ah. Why would nobody love you? Walk with me, I'm your pastor. And let's trust God. Now, there's this guy who will always come around. Anytime a new guy comes in, the old guy will come around. Then the girl is confused because she wants the other one. And she kept focus. I don't know whether it's because of the guy's money or what. I don't know what it is. But she kept going back to this old flame. 
Till one day I got angry and I began to insult her. You know, sometimes, sometimes when I insult you, it's a holy anger. I insulted her seriously. I said, so what nonsense? You see, listen, you need, we need to establish something. I don't hate you. I love you too much. I'm willing to sacrifice my relationship with you so that you are better. When I ended it, two months later, a guy came into her life. I want to marry you. You just came. No, 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 I'm not ready. No, no, no. I didn't come to play games, sister. This is who I am. I want to marry you. No, no, I'm not, not ready. The following month, I want to marry you. By the third month, he says, please, tell your parents I'm coming to see them. I have transferred $2,000 to you. Use it to buy your ring now. I'm coming. But cannot cry. Oh, yeah. Pressure. This is called prophetic pressure or money pressure. The guy flies into Ghana. Immediately she sees the girl, takes the girl to the family. This is the woman I'm marrying. Please, we have set a date. This day, we are getting ready to marry. If she had not let go of that past old flame, she wouldn't have accessed the new flame. And there are many of us, we look at our current situation to make decisions for the future. Are you God? Are you the Holy Ghost Secretary? Are you the Holy Ghost Secretary? You see, in partnering with God, we submit ourselves to the leadership of God. And when we submit ourselves to the leadership of God, God determines who he brings our way. Sir, this year God has showed me that he is my source and not men. Let me tell you, so I was expecting some money. I've used the money to do budget. In fact, I started doing budget with the money in November. Somebody say November. Somebody small you. Somebody get some money that I will get some to eat. May they have budget. November as calculated. Oh, December, that money is coming. December, January, February, March. So when we enter into March, I was having a conversation. Somebody say, Charlie, I was, no, I, was, I was waiting, anticipating that the money is coming. Come, I am budget. Then I received a call. I said, Oh. Charlie, they have decided that the money will not come again. I said, oh, how? Oh, why? Oh, what is it? Brother, but I knew that I am the reason. Because curse be a man who puts his trust in men and makes the arm of flesh his strength. I said, then I said to them, the money will come. But I'm the reason why it didn't come now. Because sometimes we make human beings our God. And the moment you make a human being your God, God will step aside and let you know that this was not your source. I caused the person to bless you, but that is not your source. I am. Praise the Lord, somebody. It's so important, child of God, that we understand this, this truth. Hallelujah. Because in our walk with God, God would always, always bring us into that place. Because, and it's a process of faith. You walk with God one day at a time. You hold on today, you hold on tomorrow, you keep holding on. You keep doing the things that he says we should do. Pay your tithe, fast, study the Bible, get to know God, spend time in worship. To hear from God for yourself what he's saying, what he's telling you you should do. Because if you don't do that, brother, things will not go right. Trust only in God. So number three, we say what? The enemy will always cause us to question our understanding of the people of faith. So I come to church and I share testimonies and you're like, maybe it's because he's a man of God, he's anointed. No. The Bible says God is not respecter of persons. But in every place, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be what? Mm -hmm. 
The enemy would always cause us to question our understanding of the person of it. The person of it. Mm, mm, don't mind them. There are some people, all pastors are thieves. That I say that I'm a Christian, I don't compromise. Sir, lately it's difficult to find Christians. But if you be a Christian, I've come to know something about you young people who are not married. Sometimes I feel for you. Do you know how many people call me in a day or in a week that they want a life partner? Men and women. How are they not crossing? I think I need to start doing the meetup. Pairing people. The thing is that you are praying, God has heard a prayer. But you cannot hear to know where to be at the right time. This is a prophetic statement. Sir, I was in a car going to Watered Garden to go and see Prophet Achumanasi to give me prophecy about a girl I've waited for three and a half years. In fact, in my lifetime, I've waited for two girls three and a half years. So whilst I was on my way, a thought came into my mind. If I was living, if I was not living right, would God not write it in heaven? I said he would have written if I'd gone to fornicate, we'll go right here. If I'd gone to steal, we'll go right. So why is it that I'm living right and God is not doing it? Let me go. That thought came into my head around Dankwasek. So when I got to uh, Sankara Circle, I got down and walked to TV3 and stood there and waited for Trotro. What's the standard? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. Because if I do wrong, God knows. So when I do right to God knows. God must give me a good wife or accept the responsibility that I'm making a good choice because of the ministry assignment that he's called me. I'm doing the right thing because of my partnership with him. He must come into through for me. So I left. Sat in the car. When I got to the mall, I could have joined the car. All of a sudden, I was feeling hungry. Then I went to ShopRite to go and buy Fanta Lemon and these chicken wings, most small ones, be that used to be very spicy. When I got to the car, there was this fair, slim girl wearing black shoes, sitting in the car, wearing jeans. She was sitting in the car. She saw me and said, My cameraman passed her. Immediately, I got angry. In those days, I didn't like fair ladies at all. When I saw her and said, Hey, my cameraman passed her, I got angry. So I look at her funny and I sat down. So I said, You know me? Eh? He said, Oh, yes, I see. You see, when I sat down, because of the abundance of my heart, I started talking about faithless things. So this girl looked at my face. Then she said, Ah, oh, stop talking like that. The one who preaches faith to us in church. I felt bad though. <laughs> By the time I, she got out, I wanted to pay for her lorry fare. Then there was a guy sitting in front. The guy paid for it. Then the guy got down and she got down and said, Ah, apparently, the guy was her brother in law. The rest will be history. That this lady will bring me a book, and the title of the book is How Faith Works by Frederick Casey Price. The How Faith Works, you know, is the one sitting in front here. <laughs> Because after you have served for seven years, faith must work for you. Come on. But what am I saying, child of God? What I'm saying to you is this. I don't know why I'm repeating last week's sermon. But what I'm saying to you is this, child of God. That this walk of faith, it's a one day at a time affair. 
and today trust God absolutely and today believe God and today hold on there will be days you will feel discouraged there will be days you would doubt the process of faith you would doubt the principles of it of sowing and reaping and, and enduring a little while and long suffering you would doubt it but the bible says cast not your confidence put it on the screen which has great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of god you will obtain the promise so why is he telling us that don't lose your confidence when you have done the will of god it means when you do god's will it is easy for you to lose your confidence you remember various testimony for five years she wanted a new employment she didn't get she will fast. She will pray. And, and guess what? She's a very ojacious madam. Oja. How is she? she those, those people, some, they grew up from SU. Among Kensu. Those type of people, some. Sister spiritual. She saw. Yet she's praying. It's not happening. Because what must be ready was not yet ready. Because sometimes in our work with God, it is not time for the manifestation of the prophecy. So he delays it. The enemy would always cause us to question our understanding of the power of faith. Sometimes, I question it. God, you answer everybody's prayer. Yeah. Sometimes, the Jairine is standing in this pulpit singing. When I was standing there doing the video today, she, she's singing, I'm looking at her, shaking my head. Sometimes she can be battling with an infirmity or a sickness the whole week. She comes and stands and says, That's what it is, nothing without you. <laughs> because she has come to understand that though the outward man is perishing yet the inward man is being equipped or becoming strong or is being strengthened why? because walking by faith doesn't mean everything will be roses up walking by faith doesn't mean that everything the doors will be opening on his own accord. Walking by faith means that there is a power that is behind you that even if the thing delays, when God gets ready to deliver, you will catch up. Yeah. You will. One of my daughters had a, a court case. And so she came to suicide for it. And she was there and they called the court case. So she was calling me and said, you know, I was praying that this case don't even call at all. I said, ah, they have to call the case. If they don't kill the case, how can they bring it to an end? It's okay. They said, we'll go to court. I said, don't worry. God knows how to deal with this case. The day came for them to call the case. <laughs> I did. The judge did not come. Number one. Number two, they have joined the case indefinitely until they will find a substantial judge. What if they never find a judge? Are you, are you saying, we, 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 we box God in a certain way. That if God will deliver the answer, it has to be by our way. And forget that he says that my ways are, are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. As far as the heavens are from the earth. So what God is telling us that, listen to me, just as you can't see heaven, you can't see the things that I can do for you. But at the end of the day, it will speak. Yes. I said to her, speak. 
You see, our engagement in the advancement of the kingdom of God is what commits God to establish his partnership with us. God, whatever I'm doing, it must bring glory to you. Whatever I'm doing, it must advance the cause of Christ. So my conversation, my attitude, my my walk, God, I'm doing this for the advancement of your kingdom. God, I am standing to let people know that God is true. But we have, we have stood this week to believe God. And see, if you can believe God, people will be moved from their position and new people will be put there. The people who must do things for you, if they will not do, and you would also not compromise on your values as a Christian, people can be shifted and you'll be placed there. I've come to trust God in that regard. Mark 16, 20. And they went forth. And preach everywhere. That's the scripture I was looking for. The Lord working with them. And confirming their word with signs following. What did they do? They went preaching. They went forth. Preaching. The things Jesus had taught them, they went to preach. Are you preaching? Are you? When people come into your life. And they know you have an issue. Do you preach the good news? Do you tell them the promise? Do you preach what you have believed in God's word? Do you preach the promises of God to them? Do you? They went forth. And the Bible says God was confirming their word with signs and wonders following. How? How come? Because God says, because you have stood with me. You've partnered with me. In the engagement and the advancement of my kingdom that I am a truthful God. I will confirm it with signs following. That's how come we got our car for free. A friend of mine told me, go to pastor, tell him you have a family emergency and they should give you money. When they give you the money, you use it to buy a car. I said, ah, but the church of rent is my money. I pay tight. I give speciality. So if I go and lie to pastor to give me money for it, am I not stealing from my own money? I said, I don't do If God is the one who has called me, he will give me a car. I don't have to lie to get a car. January, by May, I got a, a brand new Tiarobaka. I didn't pay a penny. Most of the time, that's a problem. We focus on human beings and pretend to be looking out to God. Everybody, try and lift one eye up and one eye look at me and see if you can do it. So if it is impossible, how come you think you can focus on a man and go to God to go and pray and say you are believing God for a miracle? No, you are believing God for a human being to help you. In this kingdom, it is God, one of my daughters, said to me, a customer in my company came and said, I'm going to help you. Your boss must buy you a car. He said, hmm? he said I am a customer, but I will speak on your behalf. Child of God. He won't get nothing. But she focused on God. And God has stayed somewhere. Now the person can say, if you get this car, do you like or not? If you get this car, Say, don't worry, I'll buy the car and I'll take the money from the company. Power! God knows who to speak to your boss. Stop this, eh? my boss doesn't love me, my boss doesn't Focus on God. He knows how to talk to your boss. And if your boss will not listen, God will get you a new, a new opportunity that will compensate for what you've lost. Child of God, except you can trust absolutely in God, see, things will not work. Now, there are no, a lot of Christians now. Everybody has become a thief and a charlatan. See, God can open one door, two doors, three doors. It will change your life forever. 
It's time. See, I want Christians in this church that wants to partner with God to stand in the place of faith and say, if God will not do it, let no man do. I will not go to talk to any man. I will talk to God and God will answer. So, can I have 10 people in this church who will stand with God and say, I'm standing with God in faith. And now, for the next seven weeks, if I'm in Ghana, that is if I'm around. Even if I'm not around, I want you people, I'm, I'm looking for people who will stand with me in prayer for all night in this church. Who will come and pray on Fridays. After the Friday people have closed church and gone, we will continue with all night. We will pray to maybe 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or something. It, it will be exciting. We are praying that this church will grow. Give me Luke chapter 22 verse 25 to 27. And he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But you shall not be so. But he that is great among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is chief, as he that said. No, give me a new living translation. In this world, the kings and great men lord it over their people. Yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant god is telling us that in the christian faith you humble yourself and you believe god you don't go and and throw your weight about you humble yourself you believe god absolutely praise the lord he says that he says you are one who must he says but who is more important the one who sits at the table or the one who serves. The one who sits at the table, of course. But not here, for I am among you as one who serves. Jesus says, if you become a servant of God, if you serve the purposes of God, you will be the greatest. You are enthroned when you become a servant. Now it's difficult for people to serve in church. Everybody wants to know, do you know what? I'm waiting for this. Where, where business owners, bankers, lawyers investors will be the ushers and singers and and choristers you will be the one to serve it is said that kwabnadako used to be a farmer he went for full gospel businessmen's fellowship in america and when he went there was a guy who was arranging the chest he was a big boy in ghana so when he was a guy who was arranging chest in ghana and cleaning the place and making the place ready so he walked to the guy how are you he said, please, let me finish you. He finished. So he was standing there for the guy to do all the work. Because he's a big boy, you know. Big boy who has come to Ghana. You own poultry farm. Poultry farm in Ghana. But he had made small money, too. So. so he began to, when the guy finished the work, he asked him, so what do you do? I want to know if I can maybe help you. He says, sir, um, God has helped us a little. I'm, I'm just a small businessman. I own hectares. Of, of farms. I, I own farms. I have horses. I have a processing plant that they process and package uh, apples. And I also have a winery. And then and then I have, he was mentioning the business that the guy was a billionaire who was cleaning the chair. He says immediately, the other part that I've not been cleaning is not to clean. <laughs> he, said, he said, so I said, I, I, this is what I've been doing. I serve God. Because I feel he could have given it to anybody. But God chose me. 
He said he humbled him and saw that he's not a big man. After all, the guy's one company. He can buy him ten times. Yeah. So the guy told him that was the first time I heard that. The guy told him that hey, he says, "So how do you water?" He says, "Oh, we have a we have a, a plane that waters. Oh, plane, a water. What you want? I must water time. The kuse wini." When you serve God, Jesus said, I was among you as one who served. Why are we not serving God in the interest of his kingdom? You are not inviting anybody to church. You are, you are not adding value to anybody's life. Wherever you go, you want us to sing for you. That's why you have seen your level. Matthew 28 verse 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. Take these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God says, I am with you. He said, be sure of this. Be sure. We, we, We have become a bunch of Christians who... We never want to share our testimony. We never want to share the goodness of God. We never want to share our walk with God. God says, be sure, everywhere you go, I'm with you. So, we understand that. The scripture makes us understand that our engagement establishes partnership with God and produces unusual results for men. It produces unusual results. He said, be sure. But are we sure that God loves us? Amen? Luke chapter 22, verse 25 to 27. Put the entire scripture there. Let me show you something. Then I'll show you the after effect. In this world, the kings and great men, he's going to say, For I was with you as a servant. For I am among you as one who says, You have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. So, so Papa, are you, are you seeing? Are you seeing it? He says you have stayed with me in my trouble. He, he, he means that you have you have weathered the storm with God's house. You have weathered the storm with the church. And God says now you have been given the right. This is the right God gave me at the age of twenty-seven. An angel of the Lord stood before me and said, "Because you have been faithful and paid the price. See, there have been so many opportunities for me to travel, from which I did not for the cause of Christ." I'll say, cameraman, come from a poor home. And yet, doors are opening for me to travel. And I say that when I go, who will do the work that I'm doing for God? I'm doing a great work for God. I'm not going anywhere. Wanka, hey, breakthrough. Okay. So an angel came and said, God said, you have found favor in his sight because of the price. So I said to the angel, but this one is in the Bible. He says, he says so I give you the keys of the kingdom. I said to the angel who was speaking to me, that it is in the Bible. Then he said, it is those. He says, this key is not for everyone. It is for those who have paid the price of obedience in the kingdom. There is a price. If you would obey God, there is a price you will pay. How many of you go out of their way to invite people to church? To reach out the lost? To talk to somebody about the goodness of God? To share your story? I'm not ashamed to share my story. Sometimes, I know you get offended. Sometimes when I'm, I'm sharing my story, you're looking at Lydia in. Is it you that they are talking about? Hello? Is it not God who did it? Didn't God, who we had problems with childbirth, visit us with, with, with the fruit of the womb? 
If God had not done it, do you think I'm the I'm a special person? There are so many pastors, more anointed, they pray more than I do, they fast more than I do, they sow more than I do, they don't have a child. Though. So if I will be ashamed to share my testimony of what God has done for me, I don't deserve a seat at the table. I must be among you as one who serves. You must be among your fellows as one who serves. You must be a person who, who has a desire to condition. Mommy, you go to school. Your colleagues, why don't you share Christ with them? I say, hey, pastor, but I'm not a pastor. No, you don't need to be a pastor. Your friends in class, why don't you? My bishop's daughter went to TIS. While she was in TIS, she saw that being in TIS, coming all the way from Takrade, she was on a prophetic assignment. To win 100 souls for God. In the school. She was sharing her testimony. She was baptizing people. And when the situation is bigger, she called the father and said, How somebody can you talk to talk to the person? They were not supposed to take phones, but she hid their phone and she used the phone when somebody needs counseling. They began to win souls, including Muslims, for God. If that little girl stands before God with you at the day of judgment. What will God say about you? Someone say partner with God. You see, brothers and sisters, all of us have opportunities. Rudy, why should God advance you? When you read, I think First Samuel chapter 2 or something, the Bible says that it was God who advanced Moses and Aaron. It was all God who advanced. So your advancement is by God, God is the one who does the advancement. And brother, who can't do them? can say by God. It is, he chooses when to advance you. And someone said unto the people, "It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt." See, the land of laboring for others to eat. It is God who will bring you out of it. And so He says, "Partner with me and do what I require of you to do." laboring for others to eat. Because the Jewish people, they built treasure cities for the Egyptians. And yet the Bible says, it was God that advanced Moses and Aaron. Who, had, who did advance? So you see, the advancement of your life is dependent on your partnering with God. Your partnership with God. He said, bring ye all the tithe and offerings into my storehouse. And prove me here with and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. And you decide not to bring it. Why will he advance you? Because even the little he brought, you were not faithful. Now touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. See, when you start preaching like this, people start sleeping. Someone for me, I heard a lady's story in this church yesterday. I heard a lady's story that this lady was is a is a member going through some challenges. She she was patching with somebody and she moved to go and stay somewhere. And when she went to stay with this new place. The person who was there left and traveled. The owner of the house, the owner of the house came and saw her face and said, Stay in this house to take care of whether school or something. Stay in this house. You don't have to pay anything. Stay here. The person is leaving the house for free. For free. She won't share the testimony with him, but God have told me. I've heard. Somebody told me yesterday. Come somebody who doesn't know you will just see your face. It is because it's possible that the person didn't want to become a shower. 
so that she would get money to go and rent her place. And because she would not compromise and open her two legs for money to go and rent a place, God now assumes the responsibility to rent a place for you by not paying. Can we walk with God? Can, can, we, can, we, just, can we just walk with Can we share our testimony? You see, Jesus was showing the pattern of greatness and enthronement in the kingdom. That is why he said that I am among you as one who serves. So when you commit yourself to stewardship, the outcome of your engagement is enthronement. Write it down. When you commit yourself to kingdom stewardship, the outcome of your engagement is enthronement. When you commit yourself to kingdom stewardship, the outcome of your engagement is enthronement. One of my sons, Pastor Hans, he's a pastor in our church. Seven. He came to this church and said, Pastor, give me work to do. God began to help him. Help him, help him, help him. He's seven here, the wife is seven. When we had issues with youth church, he moved there to be a youth pastor. Can I tell you something, church? He's gotten a job that will relocate him out of Ghana to go and stay in Europe. He's going with his entire family. They are relocating they are going as missionaries because of their love for God. God is advancing them to become, to become missionaries in Europe. Hallelujah. You see, there is no one that commits to serving God that ends on the floor. They would always be enthroned. So, nobody commits to serving God. See, sometimes you may look foolish. Steve Jobs says that stay hungry, stay foolish. At the end, the results will show. That he said, but be committed to your cause. Child of God, how would they do what is needful? Be a kingdom advancer and see what God will do with your life. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. He said, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. So he's telling us that as long as you are winning souls, you will not die. Because the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Anytime you win a soul, you are like a tree. Your fruit is life. So as you win a soul, God increases your life. That's what, you know, I don't get sick. That's my wife. We, we, we don't get sick. No, no, no. We are winning souls. We don't have time to get sick. But are you winning a soul? You see, please understand that. God bestows honor on whoever serves him in truth and in deed. Please understand the word. God bestows honor on whosoever serves him in truth and in deed. Praise the Lord. John chapter 12 verse 23 to 26. And Jesus said, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Next verse. Very, very, I said to you, except a corn of heat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Next verse. Next verse. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If a man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If a man serve me, he will... He will my father honor. Please, everybody look at the scripture. We, now, now in church, they don't teach us these things. Look at the scripture. What does he say? He says what? If a man says me, let him. And where I am? 
So what it means is as long as I'm following God, wherever I go, God is there. When God is there, he will fight for me. All this die by fire, eh, most of them is nonsense. It's emotional prayers we are praying. Hello? Fire die. I, I, I use skin. I shame the devil. I shame the devil. I shame the devil. Oh, black one. Oh, black. God, you, you want God's presence. Favor comes by presence. Did See, work with me. See, if there's perfume in my hand, and I hold her hand like this. By the time I release her hand, it will, she will smell the perfume, true of all. The Bible says, when you serve me, where I am, you will be. And when you are there, he says what? If a man serve me, he will my father honor. So, if you want honor, do you pray? What do you do? Arrest my case. Verse 26. NLT. I want to follow. Anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. Follow me means what? He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. So you see, when I follow, what happens? When I follow to do what he says I do, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So when I follow God, I become a fisher of men. I fish people for the kingdom. So I don't say things to people that will cause me to lose my relationship with God or cause them to doubt the integrity of God. So in this life, don't do anything that will cause somebody to lose faith in God. Mama, never ever act in a way that will, anything that you do, please think about it. Be mindful that I'm supposed to be a fisher of men, not a person who says, oh, Christ, I'm born to be or dead. It should not be. Someone says it should not be. <laughs> you see, because if you follow him, he says, Where I am, there will you be. What does he mean? Where is Jesus? He is seated at the right hand side of God. Far above principality. So when you become a follower of God, you will sit and throne above principality. Demons can't fight you because you are a follower of God. I'm going to do enough, it's enough service. But we have a bad attitude. But the way we talk to our husband is, is bad. The way we talk to our wife is bad. Some of you even beat your wife. You treat your life like trash. You treat your household like they are non-entities. See, I am 70 years old. Because you and the person. In fact, you are sometimes standing in the mirror and look at the girl shape. You know that this girl, if she had the same privilege that you had in competition, count in the class. So stop this, this belittling everybody and making everybody feel like they are trash. Am I preaching good? Mecca. A man taught me this. He says, it is just an opportunity for somebody to serve you. When somebody is serving you, he's doing you a favor. It is not you doing him a favor. When somebody goes out of their house to come and stay in your house, to clean your house, wash your things, iron your things, they are doing you a favor. Not the other way around. Don't get it twisted. That they are underprivileged and you are giving them that meager money. If you think that they are not doing a favor, now, take your clothes. Go to laundry. Let them wash for you. 
Now, go and call a laundry company to come and clean your house one day. The second thing is, go and buy food. The size that she cooks for you in the house. Mm? And see whether the money you give to go and buy the things in the market is what produces that level of food. When you go and buy Banku, 10 Ghana, it's small like this. You give her 30 Ghana, she does Banku and there's plenty left. She's doing you a favor. And so treat them with respect. I'm, I'm not communicating. That's not where you fight with the person as if it's your classmate. No, it's not, it's not right. She does something that is not right. Sit down with the person, speak to the person with respect. Sister, brother, you know, when you do things like this, it's not right. You understand me? I'm doing my part, you are doing your part. So try. Let's let's work with it. Okay. I don't want to disrespect you. I don't want you to also do. Do you think the person will not change? They will change. But don't let people's bad words make you a bad person and better. Let it spur you on to do big things for God. Partnering with God. Somebody say partnering with God. It's time for you to trust God. If you like, start gathering multitudes for God and see if you lack honor. Somebody started partnering with me. I'm going somewhere. The person will buy my ticket. I need this. The person will supply it. All of a sudden, people who not even talk to the person are talking. Everybody's the person goes everywhere because you cannot advance God's kingdom and, and lack honor. I'm not saying go and buy me anything. I don't need anything. I only eat one food, fufu. Don't eat any other thing again. Close your eyes and pray. Pray. God, I'll bring people to the kingdom. I'll bring. Everybody pray. I'll finish. Pray. I'll bring people to the kingdom. My duty is to be a good example unto many. I'll be a Christian. Father, there are friends I have. I can bring them to your house. There are colleagues. I don't even have to know the people. I can bring them to church. God, I will do it. I will serve. He says, I was among you as one who served. Will you be a servant in God's house? Or will you be the one who takes people away from the church? Young guys used to serve in this church until one boy among the boys started polluting me against them. They all stopped prayer. And when the other boys stopped the prayer, glory started lifting from them. Honor started lifting. They all became ordinary boys. They are struggling. Why? Because as long as we're advancing the kingdom, they were happy, they were healthy, and they had what it is. They did not have much, but they did not lack. I pray for you, everybody in this church, that you will be a person who serves God. Please pray right now. Please pray right now. You will be a person who serves God. You will be a person who serves God. Everybody pray. God, I choose you above my necessary me. I choose you. I choose you. I choose you and the advancement of your kingdom. I will be a kingdom advancer. I will labor in church. I will fast. Once a month, I will dedicate a day to fast and pray for the church. I will. I will. I will. God, this is what you have committed. This baby is my baby. I have been entrusted with this baby to take care of this baby. This church is a baby. God has entrusted into your care. Will you bring your friends to God? Will you bring colleagues to God? Will you bring neighbors in your community? Will you bring the lost? It doesn't have to know the person. Bring the person to God. That you say, God, I will advance your kingdom.